Episode 1, Death of a Leader, Part 1. Courtney Laws, he was the godfather of Brixton. He was an important uh, activist, an important leader in, in, in South London and in the whole of the UK. He was about the, the, the empowerment and the betterment of black people. I would go as far as saying that he was the prime minister of Brixton. He was concerned that our civil liberties as black people should not be curtailed or trampled upon. He was a quite extraordinary person. In Brixton, he was very instrumental and without him, it would be chaotic. They could not do without him because he was a leader. I think he was driven by the motivation to serve uh, and, and that was clear. Courtney was, was, was a legendary figure in, in Brixton. He was constantly speaking truth to power. Local news. A well-known member of Brixton's black community has died. Courtney Laws, OBE, and director of the Brixton Neighbourhood Community Association collapsed in Railton Road yesterday. It's not clear exactly what caused his death. A post-mortem is expected to be carried out shortly. For Choice FM News, I'm Michael Price. Well, you, you don't believe, you don't expect. It's gut-churning, you couldn't believe it. This was just a, what you call a shock. It was a shock to the community. I don't like having to relive this, but it was July 22nd, 1996. The day started just like every other day. I got myself together. I drove to the South Bank by the River Thames where I worked. I had a busy day of meetings planned. I met some of our clients for lunch and then headed back to the office. And I was sitting at my desk when the phone rang. It was Mum. The thing is, my mum never called me at work. She always worried about disturbing me at the office. It was three in the afternoon and she knew that I worked until six, so I knew something must have happened. She sounded different. A voice, almost a whisper. And she just asked me to come home. I remember saying to her, has something happened to Dad? with a little less restraint and more urgency in her tone. She repeated her request. Claudette, please, come home. I flew out of the office, ran to my car. My heart was racing. I remember I just had this feeling that something serious had happened to my dad. As I made my way to my parents' house, I, I was overwhelmed with feelings of dread, to be honest. My eyes were on the road, but my mind was miles away as I 
began thinking about the last time I'd seen him. It was only the day before. He, he wasn't feeling 100%. He was looking more tired than usual, sitting in his armchair in our living room and overlooking the garden. He was watching the news on TV. A stack of broadsheet newspapers piled at his feet, you know, as usual. He wasn't up for much conversation. We just sat quietly together, occasionally discussing the day's current affairs. We liked doing that. I didn't stay long. After a brief hug, I said, uh, you're going to be okay, Dad? He gave me a reassuring yes, and he said he would be fine. And then I left. I hadn't thought for a second that it would be the last conversation I would have with him. When I saw my mum, she was sitting in the same armchair my dad had been seated in the day before. And she just looked. So sad. I just knew. As soon as I looked at her, I knew. Her friend and husband of 43 years was gone. Courtney Laws, my dad, Mr Brixton, had died. About a year ago, I stumbled across an old VHS tape amongst my mum's papers and belongings. When I put it into my mum's VCR, I realised it was a recording of my dad's funeral. I started watching it, and it brought back so many memories. A star has fallen from the constellation of the human family, leaving a trail of brilliance and excellent achievement. The 40-odd years of dedication involved invaluable and unselfish service that Courtney Laws gave to this community, this country, and this world cannot be fully expressed in any verbal or emotional form. It was a stark reminder to me that the death of Courtney Laws didn't just mean that his role as father to me and my siblings was over, but it also marked the end of him being father to the community of Brixton and concluded more than four decades 
of public service. It was the end of an era. Life of Courtney Laws symbolizes courage, dedication, honesty, and portrays that of many of our forefathers and mothers who have contributed to our liberation and to our freedom. When a roll call is done of the many stalwarts of the race relations movement in post-war Britain, the name of Mr. Courtney Lord will figure prominently. My dad died just over 25 years ago. Although his efforts were acknowledged to a degree, he received an OBE, you can find him listed in the Who's Who and the Debrett's Book of Distinguished People. He also received an Order of Distinction from Jamaica, but if you walk through Brixton today, where acknowledgement of his work really matters, you'll see little trace of his efforts. No reminders that this was his manner. Always defiant. Fiercely independent and enduringly proud, Mr. Lord was often described with affection as Mr. Brixton. On a recent visit, I saw that what was once his headquarters from the 1970s through to the 1990s, a three shops wide prime site on Atlantic Road in the heart of Brixton, is now a restaurant. And I thought, if only people knew what that place used to be. If only they knew the story, the history of that building, the memories and the significance of the work that had gone on there. How he built multiple services for this community from the ground up. And, of course, the unceremonious ending of it all. Here lies evidence of the struggle, I thought to myself, but few people living in Brixton would be aware of that now. But I want to change that, because he gave his life to that neighbourhood. This is a man who gave his all, who did what a lot of people weren't prepared to do. And those of you who can reflect on what Courtney Laws has done in the community in which he lived, in the wider community, and also in my country. This is a man who is deserving of the highest commendation and praise. A few years before my dad died, he faced some difficult challenges, including accusations of wrongdoing and threats to close his multiple community organisations. And re-watching his funeral reminded me how angry senior members of the community were about that at the time. I am alarmed that there are efforts to try and discredit this great man. And all of us in here need to examine ourselves. 
to see if we have contributed to that in any way. Because people have different motives for not wishing to see the success of the Brixton Neighborhood Community Association. He showed the way with high quality projects which around jealousies, resentment, and ultimately the betrayal on, those, on the part of those who resented his success. Over 40 years of impeccable service, followed by three years of accusations and rumours, culminated in his arrest without charges and his sudden and unexpected death, and the end to his vision for the generations of those who had made their way from the islands to England all those years ago. Here is his wife and my mum, Ruby. It's just hard to imagine that he was unable to complete what he had in mind to do mm. But that's life. These things happen. The good Lord ready for him. Take him home. Mm. What I've come to realise is that when he passed away all those years ago, the story of his efforts to uplift the black community died with him. His story needs to be told. It shouldn't die with him. It should be told. Because there are so many younger people who would not have heard of Court Laws and the things he had done in Brixton. So how did this chain of events happen? How did Dad, at his peak, suddenly find himself at the heart of a scandal that tarnished his reputation, besmirched his character, leaving people questioning his credibility, unravelling everything that he'd built over four decades? In the recent Oscar scandal, Denzel Washington shared a noteworthy point. When you reach your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. And if there is any truth to that, then perhaps the writing was on the wall for my dad all along. Because I've got questions. Did my dad actually do something wrong? Or was this pioneering Jamaican who was surfing the wave of success getting far too big for Brixton, leading to a concerted effort to bring him down, turn the tide against him, and end his legacy for good. And if that is the case, who would be behind it and why? I want to know the answers to these questions, but whatever the outcome, his life mattered, and his life changed lives and the unique and remarkable story of Courtney Law's OD, OBE, does need to be told. You have been listening to My Dad, Mr Brixton, and I've been your host, Claudette Parry-Laws. Tune in next week to listen to episode two and find out more about Courtney Laws and his epic rise to leadership in Britain's black community and how Brixton, the love of his life, changed the course of his life. My Dad, Mr. Brixton was written and produced by me, edited and mixed by D-Night's Music, 
and visuals were produced by This Is Pirate. Special thanks to Ruby Laws, Matthew Parry, Luke and Abby Flight, Alex Horlick, Craig and Donna McLean, Sharon Elliott, Cleo Little, Ian Bailey, Clive and Carol Laws, Bella Tallison, Marcia Bogle, Con Francis, Olga Carnegie, Chantal Burns, Lauren Kinchesh, Jane Dickens, Anna Williams, Ty Haddock, Hilary Robinson, Elias and Kamani Parry, Asla Zakir, Debbie Ninnes, Ewan and Sarah Buck from Contingent Works, Black Cultural Archives and Lambeth Libraries, and every person who agreed to be interviewed, and all my friends and family who've supported me.